Happy Halloween, everybody. And Tantha, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Paul. Yes. Baby. Right. Now, um, before we get started with this interview, we would like to share a spooky offer with you. Isn't that right? Yes, we do. And what is the offer, Tessa? Well, thanks to uh, Fear House 360, we have a promo code for a discount off of... The experience. The experience. $2 off, and you can get the entire experience for $3.99 which the regular price is $5.99 so you can pretty much save $2 and on top of that all you have to do is type in the promotional code of fear everything and with that you should get your $2 off and it's only a limited time though so you better grab it before somebody else does Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and whether it be in Halloween or not, um, I guess uh, happy Halloween anyway, because trick-or-treats and all that other jazz and goose and goblins and everything nice and terrible and yummy. I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, with me is my lovely fiance, Tessa Baker. You should know me as Paul Dolsky, and today we're going to be talking about a very interesting take on the, well, um, I guess for lack of ways of putting it, and our guest here can even help us uh, put it in a nice little bowl or bag of treat, depending on how you want to look at this, but uh, it's like a cool way of a new interacting experience of really just having fun and instead of it being like a game it's more like a show or you could say like a haunted manor that is straight out in your face in your phone or tablet or pc even and this is the fear house 360 experience so and with us to talk about this is stacy stearns welcome Hi. aboard Stacey. thanks for having me hi listeners happy halloween <laughs> indeed do you have any good plan for the Halloween season today? Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, um, I'm celebrating the, the we'll, we'll be celebrating the release of the third stave of Fear House um, by having, uh, I'll have a lot of teenagers over tonight. I'll just put it that way. So I'm, I'm going to be chaperoning some teens and um, probably strapping headsets on them so that they can experience the Fear House and uh, Carbon Pumpkins and doing really traditional kind of family Halloween stuff. That's kind of how um, my love of things horror and haunted started was I had great Halloweens as a kid, so I got to owe that to my own kid, even though I've been dedicating most of my life to Fear House for the past five or six months, maybe a little longer. But, yeah, it's, it's good fun out here in L.A., although... Uh, 
I know it's a lot colder where you guys are, but we actually have it. Yeah, it's actually You know, you guys are probably in snow right now. We're, we've got the sun shining, but for L.A., it's going to be pretty chilly tonight. It's probably going to be in the low uh, 60s, maybe. So everyone's, uh, everyone's pretty excited because usually Halloween's pretty warm here. Yeah, right now it's actually rain, and it's like 59, 64 degrees, pardon me, 64. Okay, that's not, not, not as bad as I thought. I thought you might be frozen already. Um, no, we, we had some um, frost like a couple mornings, but Canada actually has uh, the snow right now. And so does Chicago. Yeah. But, um, Stacey, real quick is, uh, how uh, can you... If you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you actually did get into the horror genre. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about myself and also my, my producing partners, Jason Schuler of Doctored Pictures and Jonathan Stearns of Channel Before Media, who's also my husband. Um, this uh, Fear House 360 is a collaborative project by the three of us, but uh, I'll kind of start with my own history. Uh, well, I think it all started when uh, I was staying with my grandparents in 1979. Um, and uh, my sister, who's now, she's actually the Fear House 360 legal counsel, um, but she could talk a person out of their clothes probably at about age four. So it's great that she's a lawyer, but she managed to convince my grandparents that our, that our parents had told us it was totally fine for them to take us to see the Amityville Horror uh, in the movie theaters. And um, needless to say, I didn't sleep at night for a good week, and I was terrified. But throughout my uh, childhood and growing up, I just could not stop um, thinking about the images from that film. I really love uh, that haunted house situation and the terrible things that could happen to you, and um, enjoyed letting my mind kind of rove into those places. Uh, I became a performance artist I'm a I'm a theater artist and dancer and um as I started making my own work in New York City I was kind of working a lot in in the club world and the drag world and um that gave me the freedom to really manifest a lot of roles that I couldn't do in just years kind of straight up um as a young woman getting cast in roles back in that day, things are changing a little bit now, but you're kind of seen as what you are. And so the dragon fantasy kind of heavy costumed club performance world, let me go deeper into the subconscious landscapes of my mind. And I found that um, I really do enjoy traveling into violent spaces and um, highly dramatized spaces. Uh, this desire to make fear house came out of um, my shared love of, creating actual physical haunted houses and uh, Jason and Jonathan are both partners that I've had doing that over the years and um, Jason's a, a theater maker immersive theater maker and also a filmmaker as well and uh, his costuming and his imagination uh, it just always we met we met when he was about 19 years old I'm not going to say how old I am but if you know that you can do the math if you know I was eight years old in 1979 but uh, we kind of bonded over the love of extreme performance. And when I, my husband came along, I found out that he was just as, as crazy for it as we were. And um, our desire to make this 
experience came out of wanting to do haunted houses, but the labor that's involved is, and the money <laughs> out here in LA, it's kind of like, well, you produce this thing, but then it's over and no one and people who weren't there can enjoy it. So Jonathan works in the immersive environment of um, 360 video. We thought, well, we can do this. We can do it and it can last forever and people all over the world can enjoy it and all of our hard work won't dissolve on November 1st. So that's how it started. And it's gotten a lot bigger since then because once you dig your teeth in to, uh, to that kind of a project, it's like, well, we'll be producing every year a new goodie for our, our fans. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be gathering more throughout the year and giving special updates and new adventures every year from here on out, at least till we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well that, that's awesome that you guys found a passion like that. And yes, haunted houses can be uh, a pain. Uh, Tessa here actually used to be in a couple haunted houses, so she kind of knows what you're talking about when it comes to like building it and all that work that goes into it and stuff. So she definitely understands that. I like going into them, but unfortunately, it's like, you know, hardly anything can really scare me anymore, and like, that's the joke around here, it's like, well, who can try to scare me? <laughs> Let's see who can try to scare me, so, um, yeah, um, so Tessa, yeah, what did you tell, uh, Stacey here what you used to do for the haunted houses? Um, I participated in the haunted house, um, two years in a row, it was actually, um, for my cousins, and... They pick a, they pick a different theme each year that they would do it. Uh, the two years that I did participate in it, one year it was in a sane asylum, mm -hmm. and then the second year I participated, it was um, uh, it was uh, for uh, dark arts school of dark arts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the one year that it was an insane asylum, I was a, um, psychotic, uh, nurse. Uh, I was fully decked out in a nurse's uniform, bloodied up and everything. I had whiteout contacts in. I did my own, uh, FX makeup on my face. I did stitching on my face. Um, what was I, your name? Uh, my my name was Nurse Eve Bola, Eve Bola, <laughs> yeah, um, which I came up with that. I love um, and I carried around like my own scalpel, my own syringes, like everything. And um, they the the way that they had it was that when the guests came in, I was the first thing that the guests saw when they came into the asylum. I was standing up at the top of the stairs and I, they had black lighting and flashing lights on me. Mm -hmm. So it really picked up the whiteout contacts. So like when I would like raise my eyes to look at everybody, that would be the first thing that they saw were my eyes. And like a lot of people, the way that they responded to me, they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> and there were times where I would come down the stairs, like, very, like, creepily, like, dragging my scalpel, like, along the wall. Nice. Scraping it and stuff. Like, making eye contact the whole way down. 
and like people were trying to like run out of the hallway where I was like away from her they're like oh no I'm not going towards her I'm going back this way <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you let people do what they want <laughs> <laughs> that's what inside of our film yeah it's so much it's so much fun. I mean, I think that the only thing that's see when we made Fear House, um, and I, you know, I have to say that it's a, it can be enjoyed. We're after our Save Three is coming out today, but for the for the listeners, it is it falls under the category of XR, which means everything inside of like people VR, virtual reality, augmented reality, and three hundred and sixty video experiences. And right now, it's I'm noticing a lot of people don't know, you know, don't, there's a lot of, what should I say? Not that people don't know, but there's a lot of kind of blending of those terms. Mm -hmm. uh, but VR is something where you can navigate around and make choices, and it's in a digitally fabricated environment. Our piece is not VR, it's, it's immersive, but it's 360 video where we, the cam, the, the, the viewer moves through the environment but if you stop at a door and, and there's an encounter going on then um, sadly for the viewer they have to stay put until they, until they move again so your freedom as a viewer is to look in any direction and it can be different every time but you can't run away like in an actual haunted house so we've we're really taking advantage of that I don't know if you guys have checked out staves one and two but in three it all comes to a head where you realize, indeed, you actually, um, as a viewer, don't have any choices, and um, you're you're set for a pretty specific end. And that's, um, you know, the difference between doing a live haunted house, which is so much fun because you get to actually engage with people and see them scream <laughs> while they run back away from you slowly. We're not going to get to see our viewers, but our viewer, the viewer, is a singular experience, and um, that person gets the attention of every ghost and ghoul and, and freak in the haunted house. And it's kind of like, we can't touch you, but we come really close. <laughs> and the thing that I, the thing is that we went into it thinking like, oh, well, you know, it's um, so much work to do a haunted house, which it is all completely worth it. But um, it was no easier doing Fear House. It was actually, if you could imagine doing a haunted house for about, five continuous months <laughs> so uh, by this point we're um we're so happy when we put our goggles on and get to go back into it and that the bloody hand is not actually also sitting on my couch that's pretty much where I'm at right now because we made this all ourselves in a combination of studios and home studios and um it's a uh, it my my daughter said you know you've uh, you've completely um desensitized me to everything <laughs> like you know it's kind of like honey could you please move, move that gallon of theatrical blood and put the scrambled eggs down on the table you know <laughs> but I think she's all the better for it because you know it's a family business here for the most part I mean Jason's like family too and you know I did want to mention that all the similar Tessa to your experience being a, a creative performer inside of a haunted house what you hit upon when you're talking about um, Nurse Ebola is that you you brought your own artistry into your performance. And in the same spirit of that, the, the artists that we invited um, to perform uh, 
in Fear House 360 brought a similar type of thing. Now that it was scripted, however, I knew all the most of the performers, and when we talked with them as we were developing the script, it's kind of like, well, what kind of entity do you prefer to be? You know, what do you want to do? Because they brought a lot to it, and our um, amazing makeup artist Gregory Barnett helped realize these these characters. But the thing I really like about the haunted house format, and I think it kind of spreads into horror in general, is that people do what they want to do, and it's artistically freeing and um, and kind of outside of the status quo. When you're talking about a lot of forms of uh, media, is that you've got people running a little bit off the hook with what their choices are, and when they start going down that road of what hor- what horror is to them you start to see a little bit about that person you get led into their psyche and that to me is the space that we're trying to access with Fear House 360 um we touch on a lot of stuff like there's a lot of humor and there's a lot of pain and um in coming up in stave three it really takes a a major turn for the worse and, and it'll satisfy like the psycho clown club out there you know <laughs> oh, that's all I'm gonna say but it kind of shifts from psychological um to another kind of horror there for a minute but what I saw in my performers was like an opening into their psyche I thought okay this is why I'm attracted to you because you're 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 messed up you know and you're not afraid <laughs> to- <laughs> You're not afraid to show it. <laughs> so I, I feel, Tessa, do you, do you like, do you want to continue to do that live performance stuff or is the durational aspect of it kind of um, too much for you? No, it's not too much for me. I actually really enjoy being creepy and like sadistic and everything. I, I feel more comfortable being creepy and psychotic than being normal. I love it. And I actually do very well being creepy, like a little too much. Like I scared my own mother. Like my mom came through the haunted house both years I was in it, and I had my whiteout contacts both years. But I had two. I I did two separate characters both years, and I brought my own characters to life. I breathed life into my own characters. I created them. Mm-hmm. So when my mom came into my room the second year when I did, when I was the dark witch, and the way my room was set up was I had the biggest room in the house because. I was the focal point of the entire haunted house. Um, my room was called the summoning room. Nice. And I had a, I had a succubus demon, which, which was my niece. And she was, she was dressed up as a succubus demon. And she had like these um, contact lenses that picked up, were picked up by U, UV lights. And we had UV lights all over the room. So when the UV lights hit her eyes and my eyes, that's what you would see, like, first thing. And I had, like, a summoning circle set up on the floor with, like, bones, fake blood, everything. Mm -hmm. I even had, like, a willing participant who was like, I'll be your willing, like, human sacrifice to summon the demon. So I actually had a living body on the floor, like, that I was kneeling over, like, with, like, props like my own props and everything and 
I had a fog machine in the room with me too. So the way I was sitting on the floor, like the sm the fog came around me. So when I looked up, when people came in the room, all they could see were my eyes coming out of that fog. And they're just, and a lot of people like, just like ran right out of the room. They're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not doing this. I'm going back this way. I ain't going towards her. Do you see no. her? And then, and then I would like, like start chanting. And then like my niece, who is the succubus demon would come out of her cave and she would come over towards me and like, I would say something and she would like turn her attention and look right at the people and they're like, holy shit, nope, we're going back this way. Turn around right now. We're not going towards them. Do you see them? Like, no, this room is a whole lot of no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great but for a haunted house period, a whole lot of no. <laughs> Yeah, I personally, I personally love performing. I'm very much myself when I am allowed to, um, like I said, breathe life into my characters. I actually like bringing things to life, like, through me. So, as a performer, I... I relatively enjoy it. So when Paul was when when Paul was like, "Okay, I need a lady in white," and I was like, "I'll do it. Uh -huh. Let uh -huh. me do it." Like, you won't be disappointed. I can promise you. <laughs> you know. So when it got to like the final car scene, and he's like, he's like, "I need you to like take this liquid and make this look creepy." Like when you go to speak, and I'm like, "Okay, I got you." Yeah, that was that that moment of of uh, the the that attack really um the way it looks and everything. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I kind of I really like things that are very um hyper saturated with like just vibe. And I really found you know because we're those of us here at Fear House, we're all super into stuff like we love the original like um old silent film horror and the 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 high drama of that along with the kind of really stylized bizarreness of things like Liquid Sky or the classic I mean I'm a Rocky Horror Picture Show fan too as well so like my love of camp oh God, humor, yes. you know it's like the, the, <laughs> the camp and the humor side of horror is also really where I'm at and that's as you can see in Fear House 360 my alter ego Frau Clunch who's my performed as Hair Clunch in New York for a long time but she's gone through different um, different identity uh Re, uh, refurbishings but that that place that person that I become that highly dramatic and completely steeped in in the the horror <laughs> basically that's all I can say horror and uh, there's something palpably luscious and rich and kind of delicious to me um, and all of us here at Fear House about just settling into that part of your psyche and speaking to the subconscious parts of other people who enjoy the same thing. I have to completely agree with you on that. Like I was like so incredibly like empowered and like satisfied to tap into that part of my psyche. Like I absolutely was loving it. Like I was feeding off of it. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than how, like, you kind of just explained it. You, like, hit it, like, right on the head. Like, 
What are we? Literally, like, <laughs> like that's exactly how like I felt when I was participating in the haunted house, and when I did like the passenger with Paul, I was just like really into it, and um, it's just it, it's it's kind of euphoric in a way, like mm-hmm. the feeling that comes over you when you can tap into that part of yourself that you don't normally show to other people, like openly mm-hmm. it, to be given that like creative, like freedom and expression just to just unhinge. It's just, it's lovely. Like, it's just so freaking. Like you said, it's delicious. It's just like it it's it's just an amazing feeling when you can just be like come unhinged like that. Well, I, I really feel like uh, this, you know, the kind of invitation that that all the ver- you know, horror is so vast, and there's so many detailed corridors, and um, you know, different things that tickle different people's fancies, I guess. But the thing that I really find is true is that when you connect with people inside of that realm of play and that realm of, I'm, you know, I'm really going to go all the way into something that's taboo. I think what we're talking about is there's, there is a sort of um, taboos around things like, murder and you know all of these things that we occupy ourselves with when we engage in the ideas that are inside of horror and you know a lot of people call it you know work with archetypes or I mean my my um as I'm speaking about our makeup artist Gregory Barnett who's also a performance partner of mine and I've got a lot of I've got a lot of really great partners in this this work it's a huge labor of love but he and I work in terms of performance, really talk about accessing archetypes. And so when we were working together on Fear House, it wasn't just, we wanted to have some classic tropes. You know, we wanted to really hit it, go into some of the classic Halloween archetypes. Although this, this experience is not, um, it's not limited to Halloween by any extent of the imagination. We released it. We wanted to hit the scene for Halloween um, to establish ourselves as as a, a source, you know, for people's horror needs um, in this immersive way, which I want to encourage your audience and you guys too. I don't know if, if you guys watched it with goggles or whatever, but the platform for viewing um, this type of material is it's getting so much easier for people to just use Vimeo, the Vimeo app or to go utilize um, there's different platforms and stuff for just turning your phone into a stereoscopic viewer that you pop into goggles next thing you know you're inside of an environment and I don't know if I have to probably you guys don't need to be told that but a lot of folks I'm finding they're like oh they think it's like a big job to experience and it's kind of like our phones do this and our phones are smarter than we are because they're telling us hey we can actually go inside the house like you know I always wanted to be inside of Nightmare on Elm Street you know I just like I want to go inside the house I want to turn around and see what's behind me or if I were in Poltergeist I'd really want to be like you know looking around me in all directions and when I feel that, and it's only possible, like we were performing um, when we were creating it and shooting, but the immersive nature of how it's experienced only came only comes together in post-production. So it's a trip as a primarily theatrically based performer to 
put my goggles on and experience the fear house that we've made and be inside of an environment that did not fully exist um, in, until it was composited together. But I do want to also say to you guys and to your viewers that everything in the fear house 360 is real. Like it's an actual place and an actual, actual objects, which differentiates us from virtual reality as well. So it's tangible. I feel there's that sense of tangibility that I love when I'm in haunted houses or when I go to haunted places and get kind of like freaked out or whatever. It's like, ooh, there's that haunted china cabinet or, oh, there's that axe or something, you know, and the, there's something about the palpable thing that we know from being performers um, is that objects and costumes um, and people have the energy that comes off of them that's undeniable. And if someone's really channeling, like, or diving deep into their own imagination and they're daring to be there with they're bearing they're daring to embody it you can feel a charge in the room and that's what I don't know you know that's what I'm looking forward to hearing um, from people do you get that charge when you're inside of the fear house like do you feel the vibe <laughs> you know I do because but I'm so deep in it I'm not sure well to answer <clears throat> to answer your question yes we did try to um Check it out, but I don't know if it's just the weather or what is going on, but like we were almost done with the first uh, video and then it decided it wanted to just stop. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> and then like next thing I know, it's like the Internet was like out or something. And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm crying. So we tried to do it again, like on the PC and like same thing kind of happened. They were just like, OK, I guess we'll just check it out later. <laughs> Oh, that's, I guess that's, I guess that it's just so intense that it's not going to let us fully watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's you know what you could do they have and through the uh, through the desktop computer I think you can do it too. I know through the app on a tablet or on a, a phone that's there's a um, there's a tab that says watch like um I think that download to watch later if you've got if you've got sketchy internet happening because of weather or wherever you happen to be, you can it, you can download it to be watched offline. I was looking for that, too. I was wondering if there was a way yeah, to download it. Yeah, I got my it. tablet. <laughs> All right. Well, um, out of curiosity, Stacey, is like for when you guys started to finally work on Fear House 360, mm -hmm. now... When could you could you could definitely tell this is all like real people, real environment. Now is some of that green screen or that really all just like a decked out place? And also, how long did it take you guys to record? I don't know how many. Um, uh, I'll just say episode for the lack of uh, how you want to look at it. Um, but. How many episodes can we expect? And like, could you know? Are you, did you kind of do it all at once? Did you do it separately? What was your like experience working on it? Well, we had about uh, we've had multiple shoots over. Uh, I mean, the from start to finish. I mean, we began working on this. Let's see, last March, but um, production-wise, uh, actual production we've been in production since june 
And that involved multiple shoots and um, ADR recording sessions. And the post-production is where the magic really happens. As far as I've been, I've been uh, given a, I've been, um, a curse has been put on me by my fellow producers that where they said, if you discuss the details too much about how, then we're going to turn you into a gnarly witch. <laughs> and since I'm really close to that already, I decided I'm going to listen to it. So I can't give away the, I can't give away our movie magic and answer your question directly, but I can say that, um, everything is real. Everything was built and um, everything you see exists in a physical form, and a great deal of compositing was uh, was part of the movie magic in post production. So that is all I can say, <laughs> because it's such a unique um, way that that the ghosts uh, and ghouls inhabit the fear house environment that mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell. Some people th- think that it's VR. They're like, oh, that's a VR, that's a VR mansion. It's like, no, it's actually real. It is actually a real thing. So we we're protecting the secret for a while until we probably, you know, maybe next year after we release um, next Halloween, we'll be releasing an updated fear house with more rooms and additional material. Uh, we might, we'll probably start to leak it out. But um, as far as answering your question about how many episodes, the experience, like from start to finish of going through the fear house, like in the traditional sense of, how a haunted house experience, you know, resolves itself. That takes place over the course of three staves. We're calling them staves, um, the episodes, and it kind of, that that sort of refers to, well, completely refers to my obsession with Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, as he called his chapters staves. And um, so it's a little reference because I have a fantasy of, um, doing something as Frau Clunch related to A Christmas Carol. And everyone's like, oh, that's so, everyone does the Chris- A Christmas Carol, it's so overdone. And I'm like, you know, some classic ghost stories just never get old, in my opinion. But that's that's a whole other story. But we call them staves as a, out of a nod to my my obsession, I guess. And um, But if, with the uh, series, people rent the series, they get all three staves. It's five ninety nine, and then tons of. Um, we're going to be releasing throughout the rental period. Whenever you start, you get six months. But um, additional behind the scenes, some of the special effects uh, background stuff. I've got some assembly videos of um, of uh, a body that that is um, figures prominently in in Fear House three sixty, and some behind the scenes interviews and kind of. Throughout the year, there'll be special, like we have a Christmas gift coming out that'll be included in the series. And that'll probably be available to folks through uh, YouTube as well, just free through our channel there. Because, uh, you know, like as you were saying, there's something it's challenging at this moment is the bandwidth that sometimes people have a hard time uh, processing actually viewing 360 material online. But it's getting easier and easier with um, with platforms like Vimeo and YouTube supporting it. And, you know, we're working throughout this coming year. We're interested in talking to other platforms that are working through other app-based um, delivery methods so that it's easy, it gets easier and easier for people to pop on their headsets or just use their phone in a monoscopic way and, and immerse themselves. It 
it works very well um, to always be using headphones because like our composer and sound designer Ian Stahl made such a lush environment that once you pop those headphones on, it's like another aspect of the immersive experience that we, that all of us who love horror movies, we really love to feel like we're completely surrounded. I think that's why horror movies continue to do so well in the theaters because people like to go get surrounded by darkness and just really dig in. So this is, this is kind of our home theater experience. I hope you guys are able to to check it out and get get deeper with it. You know, as soon as we get Stave Three out um, today, later on today, we're going to be um, putting together a two D edit of the whole thing, though. And so I'll I'll alert you guys because for people who are having challenges with their accessibility, um, their Wi Fi situation, or or whatever, there's you know a two D version where we're going to navigate around for you. It's just you don't get your choice there because you might be looking at the hero action that's right in front of you, but there's always something happening behind you too. <laughs> Which I did notice that too when um when I did have a chance to check this out. That I was looking at everywhere. I was looking behind me, in front of me, and stuff like that. I think one of the uh, favorite scenes that I have so far is the beginning of the very first stave where you're running and there's like a car and then a, like the guy gets out with the shovel and like um yeah. hits you over the head so i thought that that beginning would actually kind of cool oh if, yeah you know it's like we like to place the viewer in the victim role <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> you know it's like uh, that's kind of fun and that that um that character his name is thunk and he is actually played by jason Schuler, our co-producer he's a brilliant performer <laughs> and thunk yeah thunk continues to factor into the the violence that's perpetrated on the viewer throughout <laughs> but he was also I, funny with the um oh god what was the trailer I think it was uh, the How to 360 Experience Works video when he was in the chair with the goggles on. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Jason and I are, are uh, kind of like an old vaudevillian uh, pair sometimes. You know, our, our history runs deep. So you can huh. really see the humor in um in the relationship between Frau Clench and Thunk, you know, it's kind of nobody really knows if they're cousins or siblings, but it's very, very absolutely certain that she has the upper hand even though he does all the dirty work so you know i don't know whatever what happened to him to make him that way but he's definitely our classic nod to um characters like you know the igors of the world and the hunchback of notre dame etc but he's got his own personality for sure yeah he definitely reminded me of um i want to say igor from like young frankenstein <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 can't claim to be unaffected by Mel Brooks over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, so I guess um, that's good that we're going to begin like a full full on like virtual experience with everything thrown together. That's nice too so that way it's like you don't have to stop and have to hit play on the other one just to get back into the uh the mood of feeling like you're already there so just continuously doing it is just going to make it much more 
creepier, better, and a whole new way of uh, experience, too. But uh, what was I going to say, too, is uh, uh, have you guys thought of already, like, the next ideas that you wanted to do for Fear House? Or do you, do you just kind of want to, or did your team want to see how this one kind of plays out first? Well, um, we have some ideas bouncing around. We have a lot, and um, we we did actually, you know, I'm glad you brought up the thing about them all being strung together, because let me just comment on the reason why we broke them into these staves. We had been, you know, a lot of people are not used to putting on the goggles and being in there for a really long time. Yeah. So, you know, because... Some people get motion sickness or they're just like get confused. You know, I like to do it standing up, but a lot of people like to sit in a swivel chair so they don't accidentally fall over the furniture. Um, but you know, I just put like I just fold a towel in half and stand on it with bare feet so that if I feel the edges of it, I know I better stop or I'm going to trip. And my dog knows by now to get out of the way too. But but uh, that you know, I like to experience the whole thing and so what we're gonna it will be put out all continuously but you know you, you just um made me think of a to-do list item that i have because to my basically setting up this vimeo on demand format is really great but i'm going to make direct follows um auto plays from stave one to stave two to stave three people will see the credits again but um, they'll know that that's a place they can pause. But we are going to just remove the credits in between each episode and throw them all together as well. Um, but uh, as far as the ideas, you know, we, I think that we're probably going to have to have a producer arm wrestle or uh, in order to decide which direction we're going or we're we are also going to be querying our fans, you know, and finding out, well, well, what, what are you hungry for? <laughs> No, no pun intended, based on uh, the theme of Fear House 360 <laughs> this year. But I want to, we are going to be, um, in, you know, taking some comments and really engaging with our fans and stuff to see, well, you know, which way you want to go or where, you know, because the thing about the Haunted House format is that it gives you little snippets of, you know, you get like, it's like a tasting meal where it's like, oh, well, here's the, here's the room where I'm, really freaked out because the tarot card reader just told me something I don't want to know. Um, and here's the room where, you know, there's something really um, that makes me feel like my, my, my body, you know, makes me feel very disturbed about the possibility of things that are going to happen to my body. <laughs> or here's, you know, the, the child that's totally flipping me the heck out and all these kind of things. But, and then, like I said, we're coming up on the car, the Rocco Carney, our, um, our everyone's favorite psychotic killer clown, you know, I'm going to be, we're going to be open to hearing what people are particularly respond to and see what we can enhance for next year and even additional full offerings for next year. Um, but the three of us, Jason, Johnny and I each have kind of some desires. Like I have a desire to go fully into uh, an aesthetic that is like the earliest black and white silent, horror films like I want to go deep into that um Johnny's got another uh, another plan having to do with interactivity uh, we were also considering opening up the doors into augmented reality where we're making material that people can see um things 
inside of the environment they're, that they're in. So all this is kind of, um, we're open to all conversations and we're hoping that people will reach out to us through our Instagram and Facebook after seeing it and be like, oh yeah, this is be cool or this is what we want more of because we're kind of, we're here to, we're here to please our, our fellow horror fans, you know, we're not really, um, we've got no shortage of ideas, but which direction we go next is kind of still up, up in the air. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because then you can touch on probably bringing more of what people actually enjoyed about this current fear health, and then you could actually amp it up more in the next um, season, I'll say. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what an interactive format like three, like um, any type of XR is all about. You know, as an artist, uh, a theatrical artist, I've had I've been doing certain things like certain characters or certain performances over a great many years and I always found that it was in the latter part of those runs when I'd had so many conversations with people audience members about what they connected to that really informs the way I work as a performer but now working in this um, film and uh, 360 video environment and like Johnny always says, Johnny Stearns is what I call Jonathan, but um, he always says, you know, filmmaking, which is at the core of what we're doing, he says filmmaking is always a collaborative process. It's not an auteur thing where one person is saying like, no, nope, it has to be my way because I know, you know, because nobody knows until until it hits the audience, the viewers, the, the person, you know. I don't consider myself like a, a panderer or an artist who is looking for mass appeal like uh, permission from everybody to do what I want to do but I am I am an artist and I think that all three of us and everyone involved with Fear House is like we're seeking we're seeking our people but our people are wide and like if someone's like gosh I really 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 want to feel more what it feels like to be with that clown type of that vibe or I really really like going inside of the hell mouth um, which is in stave three you guys will find out but those type of, that type of feedback is kind of like, I'm happy to give you what you want. I mean, we're all here together. I want to, I want to entertain people and bring them on board so we can all continue this love of, of the genre. And, um, you know, I really like the community around this type of work because people are super open and super giving and everybody just wants to kind of have people to enjoy their favorite stuff with, which is really quite refreshing um, in other performance and art contexts, um, I'm not going to put them down at all. I, I walk in a lot of worlds, but there's a certain warmth and camaraderie inside of uh, horror that is really, um, it really speaks volumes about the inherent beauty of being a human being, I think. We all, we, even if our hands are dipped in blood. <laughs> <laughs> It's strange to feel so so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ooze, the ooze-ness. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I have I I do have to agree with you though. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun to get down to the nitty-gritty and the bloodiness. <laughs> the bloodiness. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very satisfying. 
Yeah, you know, I, the only thing that I'm really sad about, I think I'm just going to have to do, like, the, the back, as far as, like, Fear House's backstage stuff, like, I really wish, we were all working, it was, it was really down and dirty, I mean, it's been a very down and dirty process with a lot of labor, with a lot of awesome artists, but the thing that, that I did not foresee would be how hilarious our outtakes would have been if I had a camera rolling. <laughs> And so there's certain there's certain high high points and low points that after the whole thing's out, I can kind of discuss more about uh, the the FX um, that are coming up in stave three, the FX experience, you know, when you're working in a basement, <laughs> um, you know, and you've got like a lot of plastic to, to make sure that you can clean up the blood. And, and there's something about like after it's all done and the camera's not rolling anymore and your body's covered with blood and you're literally mopping up it looks like you're it looks like you're covering up an actual murder scene you think why am i not filming this right now this is so hilarious like, <laughs> i had you're to like new dexter you know, yeah <laughs> it's like your own little dexter yeah you're just like why what 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 possessed me to not be documenting the fact that i you know it's like we're on set, you know, we've got this situation, you know, when you're the direct, when you're a producer, you're doing everything, as you know, and uh, there you are, and you realize, oh, I didn't bring a change of clothes, I'm about to be covered in blood, I oh, think <laughs> I've got my sewing machine here, I literally made myself a Dobby rag on the last uh, one of our big shoot days, and I was like in a Dobby rag, pretty much, um, mopping up so much blood, and everyone's standing there, kind of you know, it was the end of a very long shoot and everyone's kind of like, you know, leaning against things. And there I am scrubbing up in a dobby rag. I thought, this is the movie. I think I think the movie should be making the movie, like like living in oblivion or something. I don't know if you ever saw that um, film with Steve Buscemi where it, <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah. Filming of a, of a low, of an independent film. It's it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah. I missed that opportunity, but maybe for Fear House 362, we'll make sure to have like at least a surveillance cam back on our on our set or something. That would be funny. Yeah, we did little bloopers on when we were doing um our little short horror film, and like sometimes you'll just be at a random like um there's one that's already on YouTube before I added it into the blooper because I kind of wanted to make it its own little video, but. We'll what it is, it's like a split screen, so you not only see my end of the camcorder, but you also see my friend's end from his uh, camera that he was using. Oh, cool. So, like, like that was just completely random. Like, we didn't just, like, say, like, I didn't just be like, oh, hey, we're going to do this, and we're going to turn this into a thing. It was me literally just saying, okay, we're done with this scene, and then I hit the, uh, I started walking away. And I hit the stop button to record, and then I hit it again, and then I started to go into, like, the little blooper thing, like, like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's all there. And then um, I don't want to, like, give the moment away, but I thought it was really funny. But we have this weird problem with one of our car windows where, like, if you try to roll it up, it will come back down. So, like, you have to literally wait for the window to uh, go all the way up, and then you got to hit the down button to actually stop it. 
before it completely closes. Yeah, before it completely closes. And then kind of like inch it closed. Yeah. And then, so our friend didn't know that. So when we were trying to do like audio or something, he tried to like uh, put up the window. But it kept coming down on him. And he's just like, <laughs> what is going on What's here? going on here? This, this, this room's haunted. Oh my god, you guys came out here, you guys brought me out here to curl me, didn't you? And I'm like, oh jeez, here we go. <laughs> it's like the car, but you just can't, or, it, it's, well, speaking of Mel Brooks, it's like that scene in High Anxiety where the, where the, the uh, priest, I think it's a priest, uh, gets stuck in his, in his car, and the rock and roll music's playing, they do sort of a little um, homage to, uh, I can't remember which Hitchcock film it was, but, uh, he dies on the side of the road because he can't get out of his car. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, no, I love that. You should just tell your friend, like, yeah, ever since, you know, so-and-so died in this seat, you know, you can't roll, you can't roll the window up. It's just, you know, it's, I didn't want to tell you. We bought the car used, but we found out there was a really brutal murder in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like people in here. Yeah, it doesn't like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like the, if 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 you see her with the, without her baby carriage, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, t- can't tell you. If Not you a good day. bump on the road, I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I I can't really think of anything else right now. But Tesla, do you have anything to ask about Stacy about Fear House or anything in general for horror? No, I, I it was a pleasure talking with you though, Stacy. Honestly, I rather enjoyed that. I did too. A lot. <laughs> Y'all are nice ah. people. I really enjoyed. Um, I really appreciate you having me on here and. Letting me share a little bit about Fear House 360, and I do. I, if you guys just you have my uh, contact info, co- just let me know if you encounter any uh, difficulties. I will let you know when the full thing is up. Well, you'll actually get you should get a notice from Vimeo when the continuous one is up, so you can just pop on the headset, look for the uh, the the kind of um, offline viewing option, so that it'll download it for later, and then. Uh, Get yourself in a swivel chair, turn out the lights, and have a blast. Yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. And speaking of which, since it is Halloween, just just out of curiosity, I always got to ask it around this time, but for a uh, real-life thing now, Stacey, do you actually believe in the paranormal? Absolutely. Do you have any type of weird story that you w- would like to share, or, or one or two or something? Yeah, well, I could actually share a little bit about um, the filming of Fear House in a in a in a space that is haunted. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it, we uh, we uh, live in LA and produced it in LA here, and there's a wonderful space for the arts called Automata in Chinatown, and that's where we did some of our filming, uh-huh. and. And uh, Greg and I uh, went in to load in. We were using the basement area as a as a staging area for makeup and costume. And we went in the day before uh, to load in our costumes and our makeup setup and everything like that. And he and I are both very sensitive to the paranormal. And we walked uh, in there, and he's like, he's like, we go down to that basement. <laughs> he's like, oh wow. Yeah, somebody. They're, they're, we're not alone here. 
And so we did a little, you know, he checked it out for a while. We basically um, realized that we had to do something. We were going to have some problems with the filming if we didn't acknowledge the spirits in there in inside of there and so we put up an altar for them they wanted flowers so we gave them flowers and stuff and throughout the entire shoot and he and i have we completely believe in that and regularly um he communicate with uh with entities there i'm my grandmother taught me about that real early on but um <laughs> but she's she's no longer with us and but she had always kind of initiated me into the world, into the understanding that spirits are here with us. But uh, we were going along through the filming and um, every, he, they were getting really playful. Like he would just set down, he'd be working on someone's face and he'd set down like the, you know, white, right, little white tube of makeup right next to where he, his brushes were. And he'd turn around and work on their face and turn back around to get the white tube. It's not there. You know, there was little, like, he'd say, where did I, did I just put that? And the person sitting there would be like, yeah, you did just put it there. I don't know where it is now. And he'd be looking everywhere for it. And, few, you know, a little while later, there it is again. And we're just like, are you kidding me, guys? Because we really are on a tight schedule here. And you're kind of, and there was just little things like that throughout. But on the very last day, I was the last person in the space cleaning up. And our sound designer Ian call, uh, and composer Ian calls me up. He's like, okay, I'm going to be over with the truck in about an hour. Are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just have a lot of, I'm still scrubbing the blood up, but whatever. And I'm looking down the stairs into the base, the, the basement where we had so many friends. And there's a coiled up electrical cable. And I'm just staring at it like absentmindedly while I'm talking to him on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And the thing just looks like someone picked it up and moved to five inches and put it down again. I was just like, I'm not sure if I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the thing move and so that was all like you know Johnny was like are you sure you're not you know getting letting your mind get carried away with you and I said I absolutely am 100% positive and there was there's a man named Jimmy Wong who uh, runs the uh, Benevolent Society the Chinese Benevolence Society that's in the same court down there in the Chinatown and he befriended us when we were moving in he's about 83 85 years old by now and uh, I went down to talk with him on our way out, and I said, Jimmy, I got to tell you, you know, there are spirits inside of that basement. <laughs> and he said, well, of course there are. I'm glad you noticed that. He said, my, un my, my uncle ran a store in that space for 40 years. I grew up there, but there's always spirits there. He's like, I'm glad. He said, I'm glad you all recognize that. So, and I said, well, then in that case, can I give you the, the flowers that we had for them? Because I'm afraid to come out and just throw them in the garbage when I move out. And I'm wondering if they're going to be mad. And he said, yeah. And so he, he put the flowers on his altar in the Benevolent Society. So, you know, we thanked oh. hosts. And um, I, I, I'm seriously like, I think that they enjoyed it because they really, they really seemed to be having fun. But my dog hated being there the whole time. I brought her to one day of the shoot, and I didn't bring her back the next day because she was not into it at all. So, yeah. it, you know, I mean, you guys believe in it, obviously, or else, or do you believe in it? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see how anybody could be that interested in, in ghost stuff and not believe in it, you know? Uh it's a it's a hit or miss. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, this 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 type of topic can really like go into an an entire episode alone of just talking about it. 
just because of the uh, the different way people um, look at it, I guess, and how they like like um, you know, it's like religious thing too. Like you know, like this person can be the Christian, right, and they believe in their God and stuff. And I'm not trying to like bash it here, but like you know, it's like it's like that. Like perfect example would be like I know people who are Christian, but they do not believe in spirit. And it's just like, I am confused right now. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, so there's only what? There's only, we only get to have the Holy Ghost. That's it. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, no. I mean, I think that churches are some of the most haunted places in the world because spirit is there. Like, you know, if your people are regularly talking to spirits, it's like, it's a little bit like the internet. It's not like there's a private internet just just for Jesus. And I hope I'm not offending any of your listeners either. But it's like it's like oh, so if you can talk to that one, are you saying that it's a closed circuit? Because I'm kind of thinking that um, when you open the doors into, I mean, the veil is so thin, and that's kind of what we were talking about earlier in terms of this thing of what it feels like when you when you embody these characters and things like I believe that we're opening ourselves up to you know any level of whether you want to call it channeling if you're full-out possession I mean I've seen things ranging and as far as the performers that I know yeah you've got your kind of straight actors who are like I play a role I develop a character and that's just me translating something through my body and then you have other performers who are like no I'm channeling I'm 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 channeling right now. That's not, you know, I'm preparing my body um in order to speak something else that I may or may not know. And a lot yeah, a lot of people when when the conversation goes there, um that's when sometimes people label you as like woo-woo and then or they get afraid of you or they think you're a heretic. Um I'm not discounting the the existence of whatever gods people have, but I just say if you're gonna if you're gonna count them in, then count in my grandma Grace too. So you know she she's the one who taught me. It's like I know I know she's here. I mean she hasn't. She always told me a story about her father passing and how he appeared to her um, as a ghost to let her know. And that was like you know I was five years old when she told me that story you know and it was like I never was gonna I never was gonna doubt that I knew very well that it was true I didn't think she was crazy I thought I found it very comforting to think that well maybe if uh someone's on the other side of the line I can still we can still be friends you know exactly yeah we still have that like it's like that term guardian angel you know like we have that guardian angel that watches us it's not just one thing it just it can be our like our lost loved one and that's where i find it sad nowadays and i think tessa can agree with this and i don't know about you stacy but with the way things have been going on with halloween people were trying to take halloween out of schools and Oh. Now, trick-or-treaters have an age limit now. Otherwise, you can get fined and all this yeah. other jazz. It's crazy. And, like, the one thing that I think people are forgetting about Halloween is that it's literally the time where the veil between the living and the dead is open. 
and it's the chance where the dead can actually come and roam the earth for three days, and that's where we can start to communicate again with our lost loved ones, and you know, it's the past really, or and. I think a lot of people forget that, too, because, you know, they just think it's just nothing but um, just dressing up and get candy, where really it's so much more than that than what people really uh, think. And I find that sad because, you know, it's like we got the Day of the Dead, where it's like, you know, it's today, it's tomorrow, and Saturday, and then that's it. And then nobody seems to really um, care if that makes sense, but, like, then there's people like Tessa and I, and you probably, from it yes. sounds like, that yes. actually appreciate the Day of the Dead, and we, you know, we celebrate it in the way it was, it's meant to be celebrated. I couldn't agree more, you know, and that, that does kind of get back to the, that kind of is the heart of, like, where this particular project of Fear House 360 came for it, what it occupies in my life. I mean, it represents um, collaborations with people who are important to me um, around subjects that we, we are passionate about. And we're not passionate about it just from an artistic standpoint or just from a, um, oh, this is, you know, it's certainly not like, oh, this is a great space in which to be making a consumer product. It's like, yeah, it, it is a consumer product because it is for sale. I can't like, you know, if I were a millionaire, I would produce stuff all day and just give it to the world. You know what I mean? Um, that would be a beautiful thing. But, you know, but I mean, the reason why we, we, created this is it's like it encapsulates it kind of contains my immediate community of people and artists that when we're doing it's not just about it's not just about what you can see with your eyes it's about what you believe and what you what you think um your activities elicit like just like this thing of being a performer where you dive in and and when you're engaging with other people through that space you're talking directly to a part of them that might be really subconscious you know and i believe that that kind of the veil that we're talking about the separation between this plane and other planes is really locked it's locked in with these um societal kind of conditionings and we really live in a world right now where societal conditioning is telling us not to follow our gut, not to believe in instinct, not to believe in the senses, and to just kind of believe in what we're told. Like, oh, well, yeah, taking Halloween out of schools, it's like, are you kidding me? Because if you're afraid of, you know, what kids are going to, you know, the devil's going to touch them or something like that, it's like, that's why I kind of believe in like the Jungian approach to digging out, you know, talking to the shadow inside of us. It's like that bloody screaming nightmare person inside of me is one fragment of my human experience. And I do think that vengeful ghosts and ghosts that haunt violently are probably were people who were very repressed and very misunderstood and treated really terribly by society um, and so their their eternal rage is very well founded, and I do, and I'm I could be inviting a lot right now talking about on Halloween, but I'm not afraid of those ghosts. I I might experience fear, but I'm not afraid of talking to them. Like if they want to show me something, I'll see it. And I do think that audiencing ghosts in that way. Um, 
is a part of the reason why they're haunting, you know, is like this, just like human beings have a need to be seen. Like if you're not seen and acknowledged, you know, how, how painful that is. And, um, you know, I guess that's kind of part of the work of engaging with these kinds of ideas. And I, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm always happy to represent that to people. If it, if I, if it isolates me, if people think I'm totally crazy, well, that's okay. Hey, I guess I guess, I guess I'd fall into that crazy category then too, because yeah, I mean, me too. you know, I believe in everything you just said. So yeah, it's, it's just that simple. I mean, and you brought up a really cool point that I wanted to talk, uh, point out real quick before we do wrap this up is maybe that's all spirits want they just want that acknowledgement they just at least want to say hello to somebody so that way they at least know that hey i'm still here mm -hmm. and then that's all they want like you know your story about the flowers uh maybe that could you know that, giving them flowers could mean so much and we really don't really maybe know it i mean maybe Maybe they just felt forgotten and they missed the sight of flowers. So maybe that's why they wanted flowers. Or maybe when they passed away, they didn't get flowers. You know, there's so many uh -huh. ideas that you could go through about what they're trying to tell you. And unless they physically tell you. But otherwise, you know, there, there's so many questions left to be unanswered. And anybody that says they're an expert in this, cra in this type of field... I don't want to say crap, but, like, uh, even though I almost just did, but, like, <laughs> uh, in this field, um, you know, they're, they're dead wrong. Because we're not even close to understanding, I don't think. And I don't think we're really ever going to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't either. And, you know, it's funny because, like, I, I'm not so sophisticated. Greg is really good at talking to them and knowing what they want. And um, I won't discuss his methods here just because he's not with me. But, um. You know, he really was like, he just got a clear answer. He's like, they want flowers. Um, and I was like, well, go get them flowers right now. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. He was laughing about it because we thought this isn't your traditional way of setting up a makeup area is to like leave the site to go find flowers for the ghosts there. But you know what? It's going to pave the way for the rest of the shoot to go well. And I actually felt incredibly blessed during the whole thing. I did feel like... Um, it's been, I, I have felt a bit of an embrace um, during it that's helped keep us going. Because as you know, when you're making something and, and uh, it it's a lot of work and, um, you know, there's so many moving parts. But when you have a little sense of like a little nod from the universe somehow, <laughs> some other dimension saying, yeah, keep going. You're good. Just like, just, just do it. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. If they like it, then keep going. Yeah, that's all we can really hope for. <laughs> uh, yeah, or they're just trying to help in their own way. You know, they're like, oh, hey, you know, and they give you that nod, and then that's all they wanted you to do. It's like they wanted to, to acknowledge whatever that was going on, really, at the the sign, really, I guess. Uh, it's, like I said, th that type of thing can go on for ages. But uh, anyway, yes, Stacy, I don't want to take up more of your time, but it was a pleasure to meet you. And then the last thing, too, is for people listening is where can we keep up to date and where can we find Fear Health 360? Thank you for asking, Paul. Okay, so all of you great listeners, if you want to experience Fear House 360 or check us out, we have a trailer online. If you just go to www.fearhouse.com, fearhouse360.com 
That'll take you to our Vimeo on demand page. We've got a trailer there. We've got info. Super easy to get. Um, Vimeo has a great support platform um, so that it can be viewed on all devices. And they're um, they're really amazing people. And it's a great. I, I highly recommend the Vimeo uh, video on demand platform for all independent film makers and XR makers. But uh, that's how you do it. And we also have an Instagram, which is. Um, Fear, at Fear House 360, and I manage that. So if you want to check in with me, talk to me, reach out, just go to Instagram, Fear House 360. We also have a Facebook page, so we're really easy to find. And we'd love to talk with anybody who wants to talk with us. And we hope that everybody in, who uh, checks out Fear House 360 enjoys it, and uh, I hope everyone has an awesome haunting season. All right. Well, thank you again, Stacey, and we'll have to have you back on so we can talk more about uh, Fear House, maybe uh, either when everything is done with this one or for when you guys are ready to start on your next one or something. We'll have another chit-chat. That would be fun, Paul. I really appreciate meeting you, and Tessa, it was lovely to meet you, Tessa. It was lovely to meet you, too, Stacey. I enjoyed talking with you very much. Me, too. Enjoy your Halloween celebrations tonight, guys. You too. Thank you. You too. And for everybody else listening, make sure you buckle up, tie down the house, and knock on the door three times to wake up the witch because everybody needs to know you always need to stay scary. scary.